Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well and I hope you had a wonderful summer. It's a beautiful time for paleo and getting out exploring so I hope you took advantage of some of that good weather. Some of it a little too hot and a little too wet depending on where you were but uh, overall a wonderful time. So I've been working on some projects and uh, finishing up some papers but this last week I had the very great pleasure of heading over to Vancouver Island to join the VIPS, the Vancouver Island Paleo Society for their annual saber-tooth salmon barbecue. So it was great to see the crew and hear about their summer adventures and multiple trips to the West Coast, to the wild West Coast. And also meet up with Catherine Abbott, who you may know as the Spino Queen. She is on Instagram at Catherine O'Don, um, and she is a paleo educator and co-host of the Dinosaur Podcast. So that was a real pleasure to meet her in person and geek out a little bit on all things paleo and wax poetic. Royal Terrell, if you're listening, we love you. And so she shared some of her adventures this summer going to visit them. And today I thought it's been a little while since we connected, so I thought we would do a little virtual fossil field trip over to the west coast of the USA to Oregon and her middle um, Miocene, as most of the areas I collect in, in the Astoria Formation. So wherever you are in the world, close your eyes and fly over to North America to her far west coast. We're going to go in the Pacific Northwest, a little below Washington State, and to the outer reaches of the windswept and tidal shores of Oregon. The entire coast of Oregon is gorgeous. It is a beautiful, beautiful drive. And if you're looking for the fossil exposures that we'll explore today, look on a map for Portland and then head straight west to the coast and then down south to Newport. So Newport is a city on Oregon's central coast. And here we find a beautiful selection of wonderful fossil specimens that are all middle Miocene, so about 15 million years old. Most of the fossils we're going to find on the sea cliffs and a floating out as float along the seashore north and south of the town of Newport. Here you can find an enviable variety of fossil whale bones, fish teeth, uh, turtle shells, and shells of our little invert friends, the mollusks, so clams and snails. It is a wonderful place to collect. And because it's relatively recent, so about 15 million, a little bit older and younger in certain spots, you'll recognize many of the species. So it's a place for uh, gumboots. It's a good place to put some bright tape or something bright colored on your pack if you set it down, because you tend to walk a far way um, to find your fossils. Then you have to go back and find your pack. Some of the fossils, particularly the bone material, roll out as concretions, so um, vertebrae and teeth and um, wonderful full uh, fossil skulls. And then the other little bits and pieces we take out of the cliff with our hammers. So it is a glorious place to collect where the shores 
rush in and you hear the sea sweeping and gulls crying and sun rain it is a wonderful place to collect my first trips to oregon and the oregon coast in astoria started in about the mid 90s as part of paleo field trips with the van ps the vancouver paleontological society but the area has been known for many more years so there's beautiful fossils it's also very geologically interesting because the coast of oregon has been pushed down beneath the sea and then risen up again multiple times in history so first way back in the eocene about 50 million years ago and then more recently about a hundred thousand years ago so it kind of plays a bit of havoc havoc with the uh, geology in addition to being geologically interesting the mollusks here in the Astoria formation are of historical interest in a global sense. So for many of them, they are the same species as those collected near the old fort at Astoria in Oregon by J.K. Townsend in the 1830s and by uh, J. Dana in 1841 and then compared globally. So Dana did his collecting when he had actually washed his boat up on a, um, a bar in the Columbia River. And so he had a bit of time on his hands while they were pulling it off and getting it fixed. And those are initial fossil mollusks collected by Townsend were the first of the middle Miocene to be collected in the Pacific Northwest and they became rather significant. So. Um, Conrad used them to write up the first paper on the um, fossil fauna of the area in 1848. And then on the basis of their general similarity in him uh, sort of um, putting apples and apples and mangoes to mangoes, he was able to connect them and correlate them with their kissing cousins over in um, on our Atlantic coast and in Europe. So he wrote those papers up in 1848 and 1849 and it was very significant at the time. So he was able to successfully date the outcrops to Middle Miocene and then later these would become the Astoria Formation. From purely a geologic perspective and not looking at the fossil finds, the first very good paper on the Oregon coast is by J.S. Diller in about 1896. And since that time, we've seen many geologists come through and kind of pick through the complex 25,000 feet of lower Eocene to middle Miocene sediments. And we've got a little bit of volcanic rock um, put in there too and in some various exposures and these have been written up in many papers and then along comes some wonderful paleontologists my favorite of which would be Ellen James Moore so she's done much of the definitive work on the area and she comes on the scene and begins working there about in the early 1960s so her first paper was 1963 and then later we see Snavely and McLeod and Rao and so they're all working in the area in the mid to late 60s. If you're going to do a trip to the wild west coast of Oregon between all of those I would highly recommend finding the published works of Ellen James Moore. Um, she does wonderful line drawings. She makes the fossils 
easy to identify and understand. And if you live in a cold water area, you're likely going to recognize many of those fossil species. Every good collecting trip to a beach site starts with checking the tide tables. In fact, most people I know, if you were to look in their calendars, have the tide tables written out for all the primary locations so we know when the really good tides are. So we've checked the tide, we've put on our rubber boots. In Oregon, I like to collect either with a five-gallon bucket, and I've got a little um, piece that fits into my bucket so my chisels and hammers can sit on the outside, or I use a backpack with a little plastic bottom, which was a trick Rick Ross from the VIPS showed me, so I can set it down and it doesn't get wet. But my preferred method is still the five-gallon bucket. So we've checked the tides, we've got our bucket and eye, eye gear, and we're heading out as the tide goes out to collect along the exposures. And then as the tide comes back in and reaches the high tide line, we'll collect along the cliffs. If you were to close your eyes and listen, you would hear seagulls and sea lions. You'd hear the big surf, the ocean crashing on the shore and the wind blowing along the tree line. And it's not so different to the world 15 million years ago. So the species we see living here today, the extant species, are very similar to what we collect out of these middle Miocene outcrops. So back in the Miocene, um, the ground beneath our feet, that is the fossil matrix, would have been the rough sands and silt that you see living on the ocean floor today. And slowly over time, these harden to the sandstones and shales that we're collecting from. So they're kind of creamy, creamy brown, and they're kind as collecting goes, so they're a little softer on the matrix. You can crack them in your hand. And we're looking for rolled out uh, concretions that have been rolled by the tide. Perhaps Mother Nature has done a little of the prepping for you. And we're looking for telltale signs of shell and bone. And if we're very lucky, fossil whale or turtle. So after a full day of collecting, so on the beach cliffs south of Newport for about three miles or just shy of five kilometers, and then north again about 10 miles, we find the eroded cliffs have wonderful mollusks from the Astoria formations. We find Andera and Patinopectin. We find the gastropods Chlorostoma pacificum. So these are the little guys that are very small. They're a little snail with about four whorls, which become gradually smaller towards the tip. We find Turritella oregonensis, so a beautiful Turritella. So this is the longer, slender, high-spired, very sculpted um, shell with little spiral cords of varying lengths and spaces. We find Polynices, the little baby moon snail. So it's moderately large and it's got a nice thick shell. And of course, along the way we've collected, uh, in my fantasy world anyway, you've successfully collected several good looking concretions that show partial bits of bone to be prepped out later. And you can successfully say that you did a beautiful trip on the Oregon coast. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you all again soon.